This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. Excellent. So, we've had an email come in from John. Okay. And John has asked, just while I'm giving Bree a little bit of a kind of of a a fuss, Um, John has asked, Russell... I have a one-year-old dog. Just got it from Soy Dogs. Oh, good for you, John. Mm-hmm. You're not going to like the next bit, though, Russell. Right, you? okay. Dog's called Bella. John nothing, works... nothing, nothing wrong with that? No, no, no it's not that bit. That... Wait, <laughs> oh, right, wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. John works quite a lot, and he wants to know how he can get Bella used to staying alone. Right. Um, did John mention any sort of issues that he's having, or just, a, just to get used to being alone? Just used to being alone, it's uh, one year old-ish, okay. and it's a soy dog. Okay, fair enough. Or was a soy dog, obviously it's not a soy dog yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Now it has a house. Now it has a house, excellent. Um, okay, so there's a few things with this. One is, in terms of the getting the dog used to being alone, A, want to have a little bit of clarity with what we mean by that. So is this our own emotional investment that we're worried about the dog? Or is it a case of, I come home and the dog has completely destroyed the house Etc. That's a very good question. I don't know the answer to that. I, However, know, but I will play that game. Right, okay. Um, let's start with I'm worried about the dog being Yeah, that's, and that's the best one to start with because oh, the chances are if you come home and everything's fine, i.e. there's no mess, nothing's been chewed, the dog's clearly was asleep on the sofa, um, then I would argue that everything was fine. And yeah, I totally understand that, yeah, we're going to be emotionally worried, particularly with a new dog. We might be concerned that something might be amiss. Um, or generally, just you know, the fact that we have a dog, um, we're not there. We're just concerned for their own well-being. There's nothing wrong with that. And is that similar to me as a parent? Well, it's not, not similar to me as a parent, but as a parent, I was very nervous when I first left my kids with a babysitter, and I went through a whole nervous thing. I would guess so. I don't have kids, but I'm, I'll take it as read that that's the same okay. thing. In the same way as you're probably a lot different with your second child than you were the first. Yeah, don't like the second one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not quite so stressed about it yeah so um can i just say i do yeah, like the second one i just did that for comical value yeah and it was funny um okay so taking out our own sort of emotional impact on this in terms of getting the dog used to being alone it's then a case of what are we dealing with is it the dog is barking non-stop or the dog is destroying stuff it's you know, chewing the furniture or what have you. And the, the key thing I want to try and identify is what are the trigger points? Is the dog behaving in this way because it is genuinely alone? Or is it just bored? Because there's two different things that are going into, into play there. And this might also be um, dictated by the type of dog that you have. I know it's a soy dog. It's a mixed breed dog. But in terms of their own base personality, their own base character, is it a very active dog? Did you get this dog because it's very active and bouncy, lots of energy, likes to run around a lot? In which case, if you're leaving it at home eight to ten hours a day on its own, that's probably not good for that particular character. And therefore, the destructive elements might just be that I'm just bored. I need an outlet to do something. The way you're talking to me is like you want me to go and ask John those questions. I've got lots of questions for John. 
John hasn't really given us much to go on, has he? So, but no, it, it, but that doesn't really matter because we, we, we can try and track through as many sort of things as possible and he'll pick out one that, that kind of suits his particular scenario. So if it's a case of, yes, I've gone and got this dog who's amazing, lovely, fantastic dog, but just very energetic and I don't have the time during the day because I'm working, then part of your issue might be that it's a boredom outlet, which is why the dog is counter-surfing, chewing furniture and making a bit of a mess. So how do I deal with that? Now, the, the easy thing for me to say is it's always best to try and build your dog up to a certain level, i.e. to leave them alone for shorter periods of time. And we build up increasing time that they're left alone over a course of days and weeks and months. I work full time. I've just got the dog. I'm back at work tomorrow morning. I don't have the time to put that into place. Now it's a case of, are there, are there some little things that you can manage? Do you live near enough to your house that you can maybe pop back at lunchtime? Take the dog out for 20 minutes and come back? Is that something that's viable do i have an option where i can allow my dog access to the outside so at least they can if i have a garden or a yard that they can run around that they can be outside and a little bit, little bit more active than perhaps inside in a crate or in a room so are there things that i can put into place just to give my dog an extra outlet you're trying to answer this question without knowing all the information right? yes. and i really appreciate that however i'm kind of thinking and i've been listening to what you've been saying is i think what john in my the dog's stressed and there's a problem. I, I think the dog is, is, is trying to say, look, he might, he might have the time. So it seems he's asking, how do I get this dog used to being alone? So I think that when you were just saying I was that, just going to come on to that. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Because okay, yeah. I think that that's, the more you just talk then, the more I understand what, where I think he's coming yeah. from. So okay, I, was, I was going from the other side of it of, let's just assume that I don't have the time straight off the bat. So what are the immediate things I can do today to maybe try and do something? So, and then come the weekend, if I'm streaming one of the Friday working routine, I can, on the weekend, I've got a bit more time, I can maybe do some things. So, and in terms of the, the short burst, rather than going out, and I would do this with any new dog, any puppy that I've, I've got in, rather than going out, you know, to the shops or to the movies or to whatever I've got to do, I'm going to pop out for all of 30 seconds or maybe just a couple of minutes and then come back home. And I might repeat that process a few times during the day. And the, the key part of it is normally how we can foster and build that emotional attachment in our dogs is when we're leaving, we make a big fuss about it. It's okay, sweetie. I'll be back. Don't worry. I'll be back. I'm coming home soon. I'm coming home soon. Make this big drama of us leaving and then we close the door and we're gone. Really? That's what most people do. Oh, oh sorry. No, you I, don't. I, oh, no, no. I misheard you. I, you don't want us to do that. No, I don't. No, I absolutely do not. Oh, okay. I thought you said do that. Oh, for the love. Can we edit this? <laughs> Sorry. I, I wasn't. Try and pay attention, Jay. You're not far away. I know. I'm I know so you've had a long day. I have had a long, <laughs> I've had a long day of doing lots of other stuff. Okay. So don't make a fuss about it. You're just saying just walk off. Yeah. At best, like, my, see you in a minute and walk out the door. And equally, when you come home, and this is perhaps even more important, do not make a fuss. No, no. See, stop ruining it. I for know. It just, I'm just like the ultimate killjoy with home, this. That's the, I mean, look, when I it's come home, it's the best part, right? If I come home, like, okay, I'll give you a, a little story. So, sometimes, not sometimes, most nights, I cook dinner for my t- kids, and then I say, right, I'm going to go to a convenience store because there's lots of different types of convenience store. I'm going to go and get them their dessert. That might be cookies, it might be ice cream, or something, right? So, I leave them there. Ten minutes in the house by themselves. They're seven and ten. I'm sure that's allowed. I'm not sure. Social services don't come around. <laughs> However. You know, when I walk out, I say, see you guys, I get nothing, right? When I come back, they're just there staring at whatever they're playing Minecraft or watching the Snake Channel. Nothing. 
I want to be made of fuss. I want that thing to come up. Not, I don't want kids to wag their tail. But that's an amazing time. When you walk in, the dog's there, it loves you, and you think, my God, it's great. Oh, I've got a friend. And you're saying, don't have a friend. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that what you think the dog is thinking is perhaps incorrect. No, the dog's thinking, my God, I haven't seen you for 10 minutes, and it's amazing. I love you so much. It's you're more, so good. It's I more a case you. of the dog knows that this particular picture when you walk in is an exciting time. Yes. And here's the other side to that particular... I know you, you love it. And again, there's no, there's no right or wrong. But when I see Maximus, his little bum wiggles like a wiggle bum, and if you yeah, put glasses amazing. on it, it looks like he's got glasses and a, and a funny nose. And it's so much fun. And then there comes a time when you come home and you really have had a genuinely crappy day or what have you, or you're late, you've got to get in and get back out, and Maximus is there super excited and jumping all over you, and you're not in the mood for that. And now it's a problem. Because the rest of the time, you've reinforced to Maximus that when I come in, I want you to be super excited. I want you to be bouncing off the tables and going completely crazy because that's what I want. What I'd rather... I'm not saying I want my dog to be asleep on the floor and not caring, but I do want to kind of meet somewhere in the middle. Come running up to me at a thousand miles an hour, sit, wiggle your bum across the floor and wag and be excited, but calmer than bouncing off my head. And in terms of the, the anxiety, if I'm dealing with a dog... I mean, Maximus isn't anxious, he's just nuts. But if I'm dealing with a dog that's <laughs> got super anxiety and super stressed and I'm giving them all the attention, and I'm fueling an emotion at the time, I'm just making it a lot worse. So what I would rather do, and you'll notice this with dogs, whether they have separation anxiety or isolation anxiety, they are two different things, and remind me, I'll explain the difference in a second. The, the trigger point is, if I come in, and my dog is acting out, and I engage with my dog, I'm reinforcing that state of mind. So it's not so much that, yes, I'm home, you're happy to see me, it's, you don't have to worry about the fact that I left in the first place. That kind of mentality. No, that's that's, that's great, and you are dead. Everything you're saying is right, and I totally, totally appreciate that you're the expert, and that is right. It's such a killjoy. I know. I'm just. Yeah, which this, it sounds almost sounds like a Christmas podcast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you. I had to remind you about the so, two anxieties. Yeah. So. Everyone knows separation anxiety. Whenever a dog whines when you leave the house, everyone's like, oh, my dog's got separation we, anxiety. We have done a podcast on I that. I think we have at some point. Yeah. So the thing with separation anxiety is they are separated from that which they want to be connected to, whether that's you or, or whoever it is or another dog in the household, whatever it is. Isolation anxiety is a little bit different. It's just they don't want to be alone themselves. So I could put a, another dog, a rabbit, a goat, another person in the room, and they'll be absolutely fine. You said goat on Barkar. I did, yes, I, I, I particularly, did, I did that on you purpose. You picked that yes. on purpose, didn't yes. you? <laughs> Barkcast listeners don't know my fondness for goats. Yes. Okay, so there, there is a difference between the two, and yeah. I get that. And one's a little bit easier to deal with, because isolation anxiety is that I just don't want to be on my own physically. So if I, if I was going to work, and I left a friend, or I had a maid coming around, someone else is there, problem solved. Okay, let's put that one to one side, and yes. maybe we'll do another podcast yes. on that. Let's go back to, you were talking about going out for 30 seconds, yeah. two minutes. Can I just ask, when you do, and, and okay, we don't come back and make a fuss, you just walk no, back just in walk and back you in. say, what's up, Maximus, how yep. are you doing? That's it, okay, and, that, and that's cool. Yep. When you say just leave for 30 seconds, I know 30 seconds is very long, would you walk quite far? Because dogs are quite smart, and they know that if you're just kind of, if I go to the garden, he knows I'm in the garden. So would you say, I, I'm not trying to make no, no, you, no. you know, how far would you go away? Not very. But I enough mean, to make it feel like you've left or not? I mean, I, I might walk into my 
driveway. Well, hang on, I left. guess it depends how big. I mean, if you live in a mansion. Yeah, exactly. yeah right. Yeah. It depends on you know, where you live. And See, you're if like, I go um, to the end of my driveway, I don't have a driveway, so I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'm, go very I'm far. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'll just sort of walk out the gate, 10 steps down the road, come back. So, and it's less about the distance of it and more about the time, because obviously the dog cannot get to you. There's a barrier in front of them, the door. So I can't get there. So, and now it's a case of if I am just going for a short period of time and also not very far, if my dog is howling and barking and kicking off, I'm going to hear it so I can assess that. So if all is reasonably calm and I walk back in the house and as I walk in, the dog's, oh my God, you're home, wait, and we're going all crazy. But I just ignore that. I just walk in, put the kettle on, get myself a drink and just carry on with my normal routine. And as my dog settles from being totally crazy to being reasonably savvy now i can engage oh hey there you are hey we're just back to our normal routine back to you being a killjoy and then an hour later i'm going to do the same thing and 20 minutes later i'll do the same thing and what you're going to see is over time the first few times when you come back in the dog's getting all excited but the late the the latter stages of that you come back in and the dog's like okay you just go in and out and you come back and it's i don't have to stress over that and that was gonna be my question as i sat here with my hand up as you ignored me what was the fact you're just trying to get it used to you always coming back? This so every time you walk out the door, you will come back. And I guess for a soy dog, it's it's slightly different because that dog might someone might have left it and walked away completely and never came back. Or how much would that affect? Does a dog Not remember a, that? Because no. I, I remember what some few of my exes did to me. <laughs> um, slightly different. And they yeah. remember what I did they, to they them. Probably remember, the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, cause and effect, right? Um, uh, no, I'm less concerned. And in terms of I, I would like the biggest issue I see with this rescue dogs, street dogs, is the emotional attachment that we put on the dog. So we are so concerned, oh, this dog had such a bad life, I need, and I need to give this dog nothing but love and kindness because it had such a bad upbringing, it was dumped and blah, 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 blah. The story is horrible, but also the dog doesn't carry that with them. The owner does. So I kind of want to shelve that and just show the dog that from now, from right now in my house, in my life, this is... This is how things operate, and you don't have to stress over these particular things. And equally, in terms of going out for you know, 30 seconds, a couple of minutes, I'm slowly building that up. But because I'm doing it in and out, in and out, in and out, it starts to become normal. And then over time, when I do decide I need to pop to the supermarket for 30 minutes or an hour, because I've built this up slowly over time, the dog is a bit more likely to be able to handle that because the time lapse, they're not sitting there checking their watch every five minutes the time lag isn't quite so clear for them as it is for us and on top of that i can now start to put some other factors into play like okay if i'm going out i might if i know my dog really likes his chew bones there's your chew bone that i only bring out at special times i.e when i'm going out or your stuffed kong or whatever it is and so you're painting the pictures so the dog remembers so you like you said and it's a super positive super engaging and it's a and i was actually going to ask about food when you do come back could you have some kibble or whatever or some treats outside your door, perhaps? And as you come back, rather than jumping around, you go, there you go, well done for being, or is that not, see what I mean, as you walk straight in the door? No, because I understand what you're saying. Good. But you want to reward the dog for something it, it did a while ago while I was out, and you can't do that. It's in the past. So when you come in with that piece of kibble, if you give the dog a piece of kibble, you're rewarding whatever they're doing at that moment. So, Let's use Maximus. So Maximus will just go nuts anyway. Right. So I'm rewarding him for being nuts. Wiggling his bum. And what you could do though is still have that piece of kibble, but just walk in the house and he just doesn't get it until he's just calmed down a little bit. And again, 
there's no right or wrong, right? This is all about levels. For Maximus, that's about two hours later. Yes, about two hours later. Yeah, quite. So, um, but once they work out, and again, I don't need them being sort of sedate and boring. I just don't want them climbing the walls. And when they're at a level that you're happy with, then yeah, fine. Then I can reward and engage from there. I think you have answered John's question. It's very difficult, and maybe I should email John back and just ask if there's any clarification. Like for, yeah, I would like for a bit of clarity on this one, just in terms of, again, is it his emotional connection, or is it a case of the dog is doing something, and I would like to know what that something is, because this is actually quite a big topic in terms of, for example, I walk out for 30 seconds, my dog is howling the neighborhood down. How do I deal with that? Or I come home, and she's destroyed the back of the door. How do I deal with that? And those are quite big topics that we could do a podcast on each of those of. Okay, I'll pop her John an email back and see what he comes out with. Go on, you're looking at me. No, just as a sort of a general thing for all the listeners that might be saying, well, hang on a minute, I've got the same questions. It's Well, email in. To email info in to at info at canine.com. We'll, we'll, we'll answer more specifically. <laughs> is that a good answer? Well, there is, there is that, yes, I suppose. Excellent. Uh, do you want to summarize? So, yes. <laughs> um, a, in terms of, and I'll do this with any dog, of trying to get them used to spending periods of time on their own. If you only ever work with your dog when you need it to do something, you're not going to have much success. And I do say that a lot. So just pop out, come back in, pop out, come back in, pop out, we'll wait a while, then we'll come back in. Just build that up over time. In that period where you're out, try and provide some stimulation of some nature for your dog, something that it likes. It likes its chew toy, it likes its bone. Don't just leave it out the whole time for it to play with whenever it wants. Put it away and bring it out at that key. Oh, I love this bone. Great, fantastic. It can engage with that for a little while. Equally, maybe look at some areas of confinement, i.e. can I confine my dog to the kitchen or to a specific room or a laundry room or a garden or wherever. Again, with some activities to give it something to do. Cool. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy. Barkcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.